Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So we talk a lot about socialism on this show, but there's a very good reason for that. It's terrifying. And throughout history, it's, <laughs> it is. It's wreaked havoc on the world. I mean, it's made people poor. It's even killed people. But there is something else about socialism I want to talk about today, and that is that socialism can actually make you a miserable person. <laughs> Connor, <laughs> do you know any socialists personally? Oh, maybe I need to be careful. Maybe they're listening. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, I've, I've gotten to know so many people over time that um, I know, uh, I would say personally, I know probably around a dozen people who outright say that they are socialists. There's plenty more if you go beyond that to people who just say they support, you know, democratic socialism. Bernie Sanders or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like they are, they're they're not my closest friends, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully they're not, they're not listening because the next question I'm going to ask is, do they seem like particularly happy people to you? <laughs> no, you know, I've always defined socialism, like the simple way for kids I talk about it is it's, it's envy. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's wanting other people's stuff, yep. basically. And and that's, I don't want to hang out with people who just look at my, you know, book collection or like, I want half of that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, that's not enjoyable to be around. They So no, these, the, the people I know, like, it's not like they're horrible, evil yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think, I, th- I think they're just more misguided and, and believe wrong things. But, but yeah, they often seem to have, like, people who are envious don't seem to be supportive of, of me and happy for my success and cheering me on. They kind of seem grumpy that, you know, they and others aren't getting what's theirs type of thing. Exactly. That's kind of what I would talk about. Envy is is a perfect way to say that. Um, So Dan Sanchez and I, who we've had on the show before, we co-wrote an article about this years ago, and I'll link it to it in the show notes. But I shared an experience from my college days. And when I was in college, there was a lot of socialists in college. That's like where it's born because you have these radical professors that are always spouting off these ideas. And the largest club on my college campus was called the Student Revolutionary Union, which was just a, I mean, that was just the socialist club. That's just what they called themselves. But the thing that really struck me about them wasn't their radical economic views or their scary views on on the role of government. It was how unhappy they were. And and every class I had with them, they were always frowning and yelling and arguing with everyone. And it, it honestly made me very sad for them. The thing I quickly realized about these students is, they seem to blame all their problems or even all the world's problems on everybody else, right? It was never their fault. They could never do anything. And we talked about, you know, Booker T in, in another article and how he, Booker T. Washington, and how he was born into literal slavery and was able to pick himself up by the bootstraps without ever blaming anybody else. But these people can't seem to do that, right? It's capitalism's fault that they didn't have a better job or the teacher's fault if their grades weren't high enough or maybe the student who got a higher grade. It's his fault because he had a richer family. But no one ever seemed to ask themselves how they contributed to their own problems or even how how they could, you know, try to solve them. So I'm going to quote my own article here. Um, but by shifting the blame to others, so blaming other people for your problems, um, these students relieved themselves of their responsibility for their own problems. They wasted their time and energy complaining and wallowing in self-pity instead of taking ownership of their lives and fixing their lives up. As a result, their frustrations only got bigger. 
Um, and this attitude also robbed them of the great pleasures of life, which is experiencing empathetic joy and the happiness of others. You know, Connor, you just brought this up. If I have a friend that gets, you know, a promotion or gets a raise, I don't get angry at them. I'm like so excited for them, just cheering them on. It, it does seem to me that socialists buy into this idea that there is a fixed amount of, you know, wealth or fixed amount of success. Mm -hmm. And that if you are successful, you are taking it away from someone else because, you know, you are successful, then someone else is less successful. And when you view the world in that way, you start to resent anyone that's more successful than you because you come to believe that they are the reason that you are, you know, less successful. Yeah. You become preoccupied with almost dragging other people down, right, that, that, uh, with this idea that maybe that that buoys you up if if i can just knock other people down the one percent tax the rich mm -hmm. you know that oh that's going to make me more prosperous there's the i don't even know if this is true i've heard it's true i know people use this as like a like a, a an analogy and in, in motivational speeches and stuff like that i've never verified if this is true but have you ever heard of the concept of lobsters in a bucket is this like the frog in a water or is this different well, it, it's not quite. It, it's similar in the sense that like the same people who talk about the frog in a pot of boiling water typically also talk about lobsters in a bucket. <laughs> the way it works with lobsters in a bucket, theoretically, again, maybe this, this could actually be true. I just haven't looked. Is that if you, let's say you have a big bucket and you throw 10 lobsters in, as one lobster starts to climb out and grab onto the top and, and reach for freedom, the other lobsters grab onto that lobster and pull it down. It's like Toy Story so, with the claw. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and so, so the lobsters stay in this bucket and aren't able to go anywhere because none of the lobsters are willing to let any lobster succeed and get out. They're pulling you know, that down. So whether that's true, which it very well could be, or fake, the, the, uh, the principle is that this is how I see socialists. They are trying to pull other people down out of this idea that somehow that will pull them up. But when when another lobster is going for you know freedom and you pull it down, that that's not helping you. If anything, you should be learning from that one lobster. How did it succeed? Yeah. Right? How did it maneuver? What did it grab onto? And and thereby replicate that success for yourself. If socialists wanted to be happy, they would look at what other people have done, how they have been able to accomplish you know, success in their own life, material, emotional, uh, familial, you know, social, whatever, and say, how can I pattern myself off of that? Like if we had, if we were to implement socialist ideas, I, I just think we would have a miserable world. Yeah. I mean, like look at countries where socialism has been tried to degrees far further than our own, because we have plenty of oh, socialism yeah. in America. Like everyone's like, oh, Joe Biden, you know, the Democrats, we're going to have socialism. Like, have you been watching half of what Trump has been doing? Like, like one half is great. There's a lot of great things that have happened. But the other half, like, you know, we've got we, we've printed more money in the uh, what was that chart? I saw it on insane. Like, the numbers are insane. I can't remember what it is. It's like well, they've printed more money in the past year than like in the past four decades yep. or something like, like absurd. Anyway, so the point is, America has plenty of socialism right now. Uh, but if you look at countries that are, went way further, even towards, you know, communism, which is basically just like full on socialism in a way, no one's happy. 
like like no one like the the the, the people on the bottom end because there always is a bottom end right everyone says socialism is equality and everyone <laughs> i'm sorry but no nope. that never happens because when the people get to enforce socialism they basically just extract wealth from all the poor and middle class and all the connected elite at the top run away with all the loot and and so no one is happy except the people at the top but then because they've got all the wealth then there's you know coup attempts and assassinations and backstabbing and you know like it's just i don't know how anyone looks at anything remotely close to socialism and says that is how we can build a thriving society it just doesn't make any sense no you're absolutely right and and one interesting thing to know and so i always like to use the hashtag sassy mises because i think mises who we've talked about in another episode sometimes he had potential to just like give these truth bombs that were so just mind-blowing. So one thing yeah. he said, I want to talk about a little bit what he said, and then Connor, I'm going to read a quote and have you unpack it, but he didn't even think it, socialism was just a matter of economic illiteracy, or which meant like, you know, not understanding economics um, or just because, you know, socialism doesn't work. He didn't even think socialism was an intellectual error. He actually thought it was a psychological matter. He went as far as meaning so. Yeah. Yes. Pack a little. Like, like I don't want to say crazy because I don't want to belittle, you know, psychological stuff. But it's literally insane. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> it was you were a little bit crazy or neurotic if you believed in this. And uh, he. So he said, and here's a quote. We'll unpack after I read it. But the root to the opposition of liberalism, and that is to mean like not liberalism in the way it is today, but like libertarianism or or you know limited classical. government classical liberalism. Um, it cannot be reached by resort to the method of reason. The opposition does not stem from reason, so from logic, but from pathological mental attitude, from resentment and a, oh, I can even say this word, neurasthenic condition that one might call a Fourier complex. Fourier, just for a side note, he was a famous French socialist, so that is why uh, he called it that. But Connor, what does this mean to you? So <laughs> this is kind of a sassy quote. Right? <laughs> it reminds me of, you know, Frederick Bastiat. Yep. Occasionally he'll kind of like poke it his uh his his opponents and be like oh you're you're crazy type of thing and his you know french 1850 way of saying that okay so so you were right to point out liberalism is kind of like today's libertarianism it's it's classical liberalism founding fathers property rights freedom so that's what liberalism in its truest sense means and that's what mises is describing but then here he's talking about the opposition to liberalism so this is socialism it's big government people and he's saying you can't get to socialism by reason. He, he's saying, you don't, you don't work this out in your mind. No one sits down on paper and draws out what a good society looks like and says, ah, socialism, right? It, like <laughs> the, math, the math just doesn't work out. Reason will not lead you to that. So he's saying, he, what he's really saying is anyone with a brain understands that socialism won't work. Sassy means right? this. <laughs> right. Because he's saying that if people arrive at this idea of socialism, you know, he used that big word, neurasthenic condition. Neurasthenic is like this idea of like, you know, mental problems that mm -hmm. lead to a lot of like headaches and, and uh, you know, brain malfunction kind of thing. And so he's saying that like, yeah, this is interesting because like, yeah, you don't want to belittle people. You don't want to say that you're crazy or whatever. But he's he's just saying that like if people are smart and rational and really think through these things, they will not arrive at socialism. And so the fact that so many people do suggests that they're kind of turning their brain off. They're just listening to what other people uh, tell them. They're accepting what authority figures are saying they're responding emotionally. In other words, oh, it feel good. It feels good that everyone should have a $15 minimum wage. 
you know, that, that, that sounds so much better than $7 and 85 cents, right? Like, of course this stuff might feel good, right? But, but we're not using our minds. We're not actually thinking through kind of the, the implications for this. There's another quote that he gave that is pretty profound. Um, and so I'll explain it after, uh, after I read it in kind of the normal terms. So he says that resentment is at work when one hates somebody for his more favorable circumstances, that one is prepared to bear heavy losses if only the hated one might also come to harm. In other words, I'm willing to have hate and envy, right, for this successful person um, if, if only he's going to be punished. Like It's the lobster in the bucket. He has to come down. He can't have that, right? So he goes on to say, many of those who attack capitalism know very well that their situation under any other economic system will be less favorable. In other words, these socialists are using the tools of capitalism to promote socialism, right? You go to any of the socialist rallies and they've got their iPhones and they're tweeting and they've got their fedora and their jeans and their, you know, like whatever sneakers. And so they're not even called they're sneakers. They're fedoras. Anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so these people have, have used, they're using the tools of capitalism to attack capitalism. It's just so ironic. It's like uh, we sent an email about this a couple months ago, how Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who is a self-avowed socialist, mm-hmm. um, she's a congresswoman, and she started selling apparel. Yeah. And, and and apparel's clothing, right? And so what, one of the sweatshirts uh, that she sells, it says, tax the rich on the front. And it's like this $60 sweatshirt, so funny. you know? And, and it's just silly to see socialists. Anyway, so, so back to Mises, right? He's saying that like these socialists understand that under any other economic system other than capitalism, right? Their lives would be way more awful. And so then he continues, final sentence, he says, nevertheless, with full knowledge of this fact, they advocate a reform, in other words, socialism, because they hope that the rich whom they envy will suffer mm-hmm. under it. And, and so this is envy, but it's but it's worse than envy. It's it's worse than your neighbor saying, Oh man, he has a boat. I wish I had a boat. It's it's your neighbor coming over and letting the air out of your tires so you can't transport the boat and keying the side to you know reduce all the paint and, and pouring you know, paint thinner in the gasoline tank. Don't make Connor angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very creative. What can I say? Um, and, and so that is the envy he's talking about. It's not just people who are jealous. It's people who are so envious that they despise these people and they are willing to support a system of government, an economic system that brings those people harm because they want to see them suffer. That just seems cruel. It does. And we, we have to wrap up here in a minute, but I want to read one more quote because my favorite guy, Jordan Peterson, we've talked about him a lot. He kind of echoed what Mises said. And he said, the dark side of it, dark side of it meaning socialism, is that, um, wait, hold on. I got to read this quote again. There's a dark side of it, which means everyone who has more than you got, got it by stealing it from you. Everyone who was more than me got it in a manner that was corrupt and justifies not only my envy, but my actions to level the field, so to speak, and to look mm. virtuous while doing it. And I like this. So so it's like the person destroying your car, but not only is he, he doesn't think he's doing a bad thing, right? He thinks he's virtuous. He thinks he's actually making mankind better by bringing you down. It's the lobster again. So there's so much resentment in this ideology. That's so true. So, so true. Very powerful. Okay, well, let's end there. So much more to say. Uh, but yeah, you know, socialism, it's not good in many, 
many, many ways. And if you want happiness, then avoid socialism. We'll leave it there. Brittany, as always, great conversation. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.